0: The goal is to dig into the role, the purpose, and the identity of the father. Thanks for listening, and please email any of your fatherhood-related questions to ned at rebelandcreate.com. And hey, please, don't forget to smile and have grace for yourself. You have what it takes. What is up, my friends? Here we go, talking fatherhood, stoked on today's question. How do I help my daughter become more independent? She is nine. First off, dude. Rad question because I love that fathers are getting engaged in looking at their nine-year-old daughter and going hey part of my job as provider protector servant and guide is that I need to prepare this child for the real world or just for the world and not just when they're 18 19 20 but now what does it look like for them now how do they go into late elementary middle high school or be that age group how do they interact with adults how do they interact with other with other uh, children their age you know and sometimes we might be looking at other parents and how what they're requiring of their kids, and it might not be much. So, you know, we definitely want to step up and level up into what do we want for our children? What am I doing to raise my kiddos Um, you know, and it's easy. I think sometimes when they're younger, it's like, okay, we want to teach you how to poop in the toilet want to teach you how to brush your own teeth, want to teach you how to put your pants on. And those are obviously critical things. But then as it goes further, I think sometimes we just let kids stumble into phases versus us inviting them in. And you know, your kid better than anyone, or you should, that's your job. And I shouldn't even say should like, we all hate that word. You could you could know your kid better than anyone. And what an amazing opportunity that as the father, you're stepping back, looking at your child, being in tune with who they are and where they're headed, and mentally, and maybe even in a journal, putting together a little game plan of, okay, my kid's gonna be 19, 20 one day, 18 one day, what do I want for them at that stage? And I think asking those questions at nine is cool, like jot down, okay, 19 years old, they're stepping out of my house. What do I want them to look like? Not physically, but their character. What things can I empower them in and guide them in? And so maybe work backwards, right? I mean, there's the obvious things like you turn 10, cool, two digits. You turn 13, cool, you're a teenager now. You turn 16, maybe you drive, maybe you don't. Um, You turn 18. Those are all super critical things. Um, But you can look and go, okay, what do you want your child to look like when they're leaving, and then work backwards and put some of your own benchmarks in there to help them become independent. And you can even, you know, really dig into some rite of passages, you know, at certain ages that you might want your kid to do. Uh, For example, my friend wrote a book Called Waymarking, um, Nathan Oates, and one thing he did with his his son when he was thirteen is he had him go sleep in the woods by himself. Now that might not be your thing, but that's just an example that you can create these rites of passions, passages to teach independence and to invite them into new roles. You know, um, I think it's really critical. Like this Friday, actually, I am taking my daughter who's going into high school and we're going to go up to Tahoe for the day. I had a plan to go walk around UCLA, and that's where she wants to go to school and help, you know, just be on a road trip. Reminder, hey, me and you, we're tight. Like, I want you to turn to me, Um, but we're going to go to a ropes course in Tahoe, and then float down the river, and just kind of have some bonding time as like, uh, hey, I know you're going into this next step. Um, I bought each of my kids a knife at age 10, and said, hey, I see you, as an older kid now so i think rites of passages is killer but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about teaching independence um i want to point out episode 61 with sean donahue this guy has a website parenting modern teens a ton of killer resources on his website so check that out um all right i'm not perfect at this at all this is something that all us fathers need to like share wisdom on share conversation on and, and share our ideas and talk about um But this is what's helpful. You know, like one of the things that we have done is chore charts. Now, the top half is family contribution. You don't get paid for that. Like I am not paying you to make your bed or floss your teeth, but those are things that need to be done. And at certain seasons, those are going to be on your chore charts because I'm still – setting an expectation of you understanding that that's a daily routine. The bottom half of the chore chart is something they get paid for. And if they don't do them all, they don't get paid. So that's a thing with independence. You can see, where's my kid at? Can they wash the dishes now? Can they do their own laundry now? Um, Can they make their lunch for school now? Are there certain things that you can invite them and teach them into? And yes, does it take more work to teach your kid how to do things? Yes, but the point isn't, just getting the project done. The point is that you're teaching your child something. Um, All right. I don't know where you are with your kid specifically, dude with a nine-year-old, but let's first focus on you, okay? You're the dad. You have expectations, but where did you get your expectations? Why do you want your kid to be independent? I think pausing and honing in on your motive and your reasons will be really helpful as you kind of build out a game plan because you've centered yourself on like, what matters to you and why does it matter? What is it that you're expecting and why are you expecting that? Are those good expectations? Are they not? Are they appropriate for the age? Um, Second, assuming that you see your kid is in need of just some independence, right? So assuming like your motives are all good and it's not just, well, my kid's shy or my kid's too quiet. I think think you need to hone in on those things too. and even put yourself in your kid's shoes. Like, where's your kid at? Where are they in their head? You know, that goes back to being in tune with your kid. What is it that you think they are struggling with independent or, you know, is is it just that they're shy? Because that's not bad. You know, I think our culture has been overly about being an extrovert is like the way to be, but that's not always the case. And, you know, I find myself wanting to be both, you know? Um, okay. So back to the second piece was, um, assuming that you see your kid is just needing some independence and it's your motives are totally on point and you're in tune with where your kid is as far as like shy, outgoing or whatever. I think you need to think again through the expectations, write them out, you know, go back to that thing I said before. Where do you want them to be at 18, 19? Then work backwards and put some benchmarks down and then go have a conversation with them. Share that you know they're growing up, you know, sit them down. Share that you want to help invite them into, you know, this next stage that, that they're going from a, a kid, they're, that you don't see them as a little kid anymore. I mean, those words from a father are huge. You're inviting them into, hey, I see you transitioning into this next role. And maybe there's some kind of significant token that you give them to acknowledge that, or you do it on a hike, or you do it somewhere um, that's not your normal routine. Um, and, and when you do that, allow them to speak into like, what do they think it means to be 10, 11, 12? What does that look like to them? And maybe you can start having conversations with them about that Um, because then you could both see it from maybe not the same way, but you could see each other's perspectives on it. Um, And so there's some ideas like what are you okay with letting go of? Like maybe letting them decorate their room how you want or how they want, right? Maybe you're not going to have as much a say you're going to let them have a little bit of their own dominion in their room. I'm not saying make it messy and disgusting, but maybe they get a say in how it's organized. You know, and even if you don't really like it, you let them have a little independence in their space. Um, Okay, Uh, so now that I got through some of those, I have a couple of other more like specific ideas. Um, I'm working on this with one of my own kids right now. She's a little bit older, um, but some of these things are ideas I've done with her. Like at nine years old, when you go out to dinner, do you let her order her own food? Like, don't have her tell you, and then you tell the waiter or or the server. You let them speak, right? So you start to give them a voice, and that's hard for kids at first. But I really think, you know, I mean, we do that with our 7-year-old. Our 7-year-old, you know, hey, you order, look at the person in the eye, say please, say thank you. So then after the server will leave, then we'll coach them on, hey, great job, you know, encouragement. Make sure to look them in the eye, blah, blah, blah. Okay, um, or what about when you – just go to get a smoothie or a coffee maybe you not getting a coffee but you know like you go somewhere where there's an ice cream or smoothie or whatever do you allow her do you allow your child to order and speak for themselves um one of my kiddos like I was saying before is a little bit older if she wants to order like a smoothie or something or get food I'll send her into the store by herself she doesn't always like that but it's not to the point where it's like dad please no please no but it's Dad, I don't really want to. Yeah, but you, you need to be able to go in and stand in line and be able to walk up like you're old enough for that. You, 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 you can have the independence. Um, a thought I had is for your daughter, you could go to the grocery store and maybe the first few months or few times you have her hold the list and help you find the food. You know, then maybe a year or so you could split the list and then she goes and gets the food. But if that does shopping take 10 more minutes, yes. But now you're having conversations about budget. You're having conversations about what food costs. You're having conversation about the different foods that you get. And it's not just, it's in the cupboard at home. Your kid got to play a role in it. And then what aisle is that on? Well, look, look around. How do you find that? Um, and now, you know, like with my kids at the, I'm like, all right, kids, I need you guys to go get milk and I'm getting something, and two of them will get milk. Now, yes, if it's just you and your daughter and she's nine, you might not be comfortable sending her off on her own. So, you know, do the dad thing. Kind of follow her, sneak through the aisle, and make sure that she's all good to go. Um, all right, another thing we do, we do this more like a fast food because it's simpler. Uh, so if your daughter brings a friend or has a sibling, we'll let our kids go sit at their own table and give them the opportunity to... Be responsible and not obnoxious. Uh, so, you know, if you're going out to eat, maybe you let your kids sit at their own table in order. And maybe that gives, you know, you and mama time to hang out for a minute too. Um, okay, another thought. When someone asks your child a question, maybe it's somebody in the family or even another adult, does somebody else answer for that child? If that's the case, then as the dad say, oh, no, she's got this or he's got this and and let them answer and then when they try to answer to you and they're looking at you to answer nope that person asked you the question so look at them in their eyes and answer the question it's those little things that that helps invite a, a child into going hang on a second i have a voice right i have thoughts i have responses um another thought what about in the house does she cook does your kid cook can they make macaroni and cheese can they make their own sandwich can they make their own breakfast? You know, start with where your kid is, but having the independence to be able to get up and make, you know, make an egg and then clean up my dishes. Now, my two 11-year-olds, let's use them as an example, they can both get up and make an egg and make breakfast and make some sausages. Do they clean it up? Do I have to remind him? Yes, I have to remind him. And it's annoying, but I want to continue to say, hey, this is the expectation. You said if you were going to make that smoothie that you were going to clean out the uh, shaker, but it's not clean. So before you do anything else, go do that. Um, All right. Overall, I mean, I just shared some random stuff. But overall, I think you can look at your daily routine. Start asking yourself, okay, where can I give some independence? What's something that she can do? Something that maybe is a little bit harder, but I could allow her to do that. And so I think if you look at your daily routine, you don't necessarily have to go pick random stuff, right? If it's, hey, let's do the laundry together. Hey, let's fold the laundry together. Because I think even in those things, man, I had somebody so, some people give me some crap for chores um, that we shouldn't make our kids do chores, which I think is bonkers. I don't think our kids are our slaves, but they need to learn. But some of the best conversations I've had with my kids, even though they might kick and scream for a Saturday workday on the property, is trimming the trees or pulling weeds or whatever. Some of the best conversations can happen around doing the dishes together, cooking a meal together, um, teaching your kid how to slice the tomatoes, right? Is it scary watching my seven-year-old cut an apple? Yes, yes, but... These are the little things that I need to teach her to do. You know, now my 14-year-old, I'm teaching her to drive because I refuse to have a, a daughter who is not able to drive. And so we drive our country road. Um, but now she's moving the cars around the property if we need to move them around for basketball or whatever it might be. So they just progress into these stages. And you as the father... You don't have to rely on just what some other standard that's set. Like when you think your kid is ready, you start to teach your kid that. Don't do it based on what other people are doing. Um, I think as a dad, one of our greatest opportunities is to teach our kids responsibility. And I think that's what it comes down to is, is teaching them responsibility because then when they take responsibility, they're being independent. And, um, you know, my dad always used to tell us when we go camping or go to a restaurant, hey, leave this spot nicer leave this spot cleaner than when we got here. You know, the shouts leave a campsite cleaner than when we got here. So my brother and I, we'd be picking up, you know, straws from little juice boxes from the previous campers because we made this, the site nicer and cleaner than it was. So he taught us to take responsibility. I really loved episode 51 of Fatherhood Field Notes with Dwight Taylor Sr., his grandfather. I love how he put it. Leave people, places, and things nicer than you found them. And it's as simple as then this is what Dwight had talked about. It's as simple as if there's a piece of trash. So if you see a piece of trash on the ground, that's no longer somebody else's problem. That's now your problem. So walk over and pick up that piece of trash and throw it away. And if we could teach our kids that, that you have power, that if you see a problem, you have the power to go and resolve that in, in a kind and efficient and in an awareness way, obviously. but. As simple as picking up a piece of trash, if we could teach our kids that and us know that ourselves, like if I'm walking on a trail and I see a piece of trash, whose responsibility is that? I could just say, oh, people are disgusting or I could pick it up and then I could throw it away. And if I do that enough times, my kids are going to see that, too. So I think doing it and teaching your kids huge. Um, all right, man, what a killer opportunity we have. Again, I do not have all the answers. I am speaking from the father's perspective is like my desires for men to know who they are. So the fact that you ask the question shows that you are embracing who you are and taking it upon yourself to lead your child and to understand them and know them and help welcome them into life and continue to teach them to progress and grow. So love it. That's what it's all about. Another thought um check out the podcast that's going to be up on monday with matt boudreaux he talks about family core values and the 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 uh, boudreaux family rules that they have and they have these rules on the board on like a board in their house you can create those so we'll keep talking about that stuff too um solid all right monday's fatherhood field notes podcast was so incredible with rob Schallenberger. this dude is solid um he is the CEO of a company called Becoming Your Best. They are leaders in productivity and planning. He's written books, created tools for large organizations. Um, he's done some serious work for the Dallas Cowboys. And in that, he shares tools, and they're super powerful for dads. And this is what I, I keep saying is, like, the op, you're the leader of your home. Like, you're the CEO of the company. And, and all these tools and books and things that are out there for CEOs and, and, you know, presidents of companies and large nonprofits, like, yes, they need to lead those things. But how more important is it that you lead your family? So Rob shared some tools. One of the things that I've already implemented is for my weekly planning. Now I do it from my personas or my roles. So meaning like, okay, what's my goal as a father? What's my goal as a husband? What's my goal as a business owner? What's my goal as a friend and then what's how am I planning my week around those things like what do I want my wife to say about me? Okay, so then what are the things I'm doing on a weekly basis to make that happen and it could be as little as I'm writing a note and putting it on the nightstand or I'm bringing flowers home or if it's my kid, I'm putting a note on their pillow or putting a note in their lunchbox. Okay, simple stuff, That but the uh, podcast was killer. That was last Monday. All right, I want to invite you to something. I've been sending a text message every Wednesday morning since 2015, so for five years. And there's a big group of men who received that text, and I started it because I was just so hungry to build community with other men and encourage them in their roles as men and fathers. And I know we're all super busy. I mean, to listen to an hour podcast, to listen to a 10-minute podcast, we're busy, but dudes can read a 10-second text. And that's what it is. On a Wednesday in the middle of the week, I send a text to let you know you're not alone. There's other dudes getting up, embracing the adventure of fatherhood. And it could be a Bible verse, it could be a stepbrothers quote, it could be something funny, silly, stupid. It might be a video I send. It's just to keep us connected. If you want to sign up, go to rebelandcreate.com. Click on the little ship icon on the home page next to Rebel and Create. It's kind of hidden because I don't want any of the weirdos on the internet to sign up. Uh, if you haven't read my book check it out. I've been getting a lot of feedback on it and it's been so incredible to not just have my mom send me notes that my book's so great, but to have dudes I've never met say, "Hey, man, this really hit home with me." If you haven't read it, check it out. You can get it on the website rebelandcreate.com. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Craft of Fatherhood podcast. What you guys do matters. Don't be like everybody else, be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. If you have a question you want me to talk about on here, send it to me, Ned at I look forward to hanging out with you next time. And if you don't mind, I really need your help. I want to hit 100 reviews on iTunes by my 100th podcast, which is just around the corner. So take a few minutes, write a review on iTunes. Would much appreciated it. We'll talk to you soon.